grace and peace to you this morning in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you are one of those, what I like to call, season ticket holders, if you're here every Sunday taking your notes about my sermons, you may have heard this story before. But it just fits for this morning. And the story begins when I am about six or seven years old, kindergarten, first grade, and it's August, and we are going through our family's yearly August ritual, the shopping for new school clothes. Are you familiar with this ritual in your family? Right? So we're going through the August ritual of the shopping for new school clothes. My mom has taken me off, uh, just she and I, to do our clothes shopping. You can imagine how much fun I was having as a, a six-year-old boy. David, try this on. Now try this on. And what do you think of this? And now let's go look at this. And let's go over here. And it's the middle of my nap time. And I have had it up to about here. And so in all of my six-year-old wisdom... I said to myself, I don't need this anymore. I'm done. And so I turned around and I walked out of that department store and I looked out and with all of my six-year-old wisdom, I could not see in that mall parking lot any idea where my mother's car was. Okay, I thought. Easy enough. So I turn back around and I walk into the department store and I look around and I could not for the life of me begin to figure out where in that great big old department store I had left my mother. And so I did the only rational thing that a six-year-old could do at that point. I sat down on the floor and I began to wail until some poor mall employee picked me up and took me to the register where they pulled up their loudspeaker mark and said, Norma Hansen, please come pick up your child at the register. Right? And I was once again found. We have stories today about being lost and, and being found. Stories that Jesus tells that, that many of us know well from this 15th chapter of St. Luke about things that are lost and then found about a coin that is lost and about a sheep who is lost. And then the one that comes immediately after that is the one that we know really well about the brother who is lost, the son who is lost. And this has become language that we have taken over in the church. We talk often about people who are lost, right? This is language that many churches use. And so, for example, if I were to say here at St. John Lutheran Church of Prairie Hill, we are going to begin a program... To reach out to those who are lost. Who am I talking about? What would you think of? Unchurched people. The people out there. The people who are not here. Not us, but them. Those people. The ones not like us. The ones who aren't in church on Sunday morning. The ones who perhaps are out late on Saturday night. The ones who perhaps think they have better things to do and better places to be. That's what we think of when we think of lost, right? But I think that there are two ways of being lost, or perhaps we're just confused about being lost. You see, as I think about that day in the department store with my mother, 
By the time that I sat down on the floor and began to wail, I was found. Yeah? By the time I sat down on the floor and began to wail and scream, someone came and got me and found my mother. I was fine from that point on. But the minute that I turned around and I walked away from my mother, I was lost. I didn't know it. If you'd asked me whether I was lost or not, I said, no, I know exactly where I'm going. Thank you very much. Get out of my way. Yeah? I think we get confused over that second part and that first part. And what it means to be lost. As Jesus tells this story in Luke 15, there's something specific going on. You see, Jesus has been having meals. And to have meals in the Jewish world is more than just, you know, let's go out to a restaurant and grab a bite to eat. To have meals in the ancient world is to invite someone into your home and to say, you are a part of my family and I am a part of your family and we are one, you and I. And so Jesus is going to these meals and he's having them with, well, that sort of person. Not this sort of person. Luke says that he's having meals with tax collectors and sinners, is the language that Luke uses. Tax collectors and sinners. Enron employees and Wall Street executives. And prostitutes and sex workers. And drug addicts. And alcoholics. Those sorts of people. Jesus is having meals with those sorts of people. And in verse 1 of chapter 15... These people come and they complain to Jesus. They're grumbling against Jesus. And they say, this fellow eats with tax collectors and sinners. And the people that come to Jesus are the Pharisees and the scribes. I don't know about you, but I don't know the last time that I talked to a Pharisee. How about you? These were the good folks. These were the every Sunday church attenders. These were the council members and committee members and Sunday school teachers. These were the fine, upstanding citizens, the people who were trying to do right, the people who were trying to live the life that God called them to. These were the good folks. And they come and they complain to Jesus. They say, what are you doing eating with these folks? And Jesus tells them a story. Jesus is talking as he tells these three stories about being lost, not to those people, but to these people. Not to the lost folks out there to the lost folks in here. Because there's lots of ways to be lost in this life. There are those times, for example, when anxiety hangs over life like a storm cloud and casts its shadow on everything. And I'm lost. There's some times that I'm so worried about What's going to happen next and what I'm supposed to do? Lost. There are times when grief kind of grabs you by the shoulders and drags you down in this life. Lost. Those times when we're not sure what we're supposed to do next or what God is calling us to do with our lives or what it all means. Lost. Those are times that We think that we need to have the next thing or more things or better things or more stuff. And we forget what's really important in life. Lost. Those times when 
I get so angry that I can just see red and I want to scream at everyone that I meet. Lost. Those times that I think that I have all the answers and I am absolutely right and everyone else is absolutely wrong. Lost. We all get lost. We've all been there. If you're not there now, you've probably been there before. And if you're not there now, you've not been there before. Hang on tight because it's coming. We've all been lost. There are people here today sitting in these pews. Lost. And Jesus comes to these lost good people. To these lost people who sometimes feel lost and sometimes have no idea that they're lost. Jesus comes to these lost people and he tells two stories today about being lost. He tells a story about a shepherd who loses a sheep and a woman who loses a coin. Now, Some of you have livestock. You know how this is. There's this shepherd and, and, and he loses a sheep. Okay, we, we follow up to that point. And then, says Jesus, he leaves the 99, note this, leaves the 99 not in the pasture, not inside the fences, not with another shepherd. He leaves the 99 out in the wilderness to go find the other one. And he says, which one of you wouldn't do that? The answer is none of us, isn't it? You know what I call the shepherd who leaves 99 sheep out there? This is Judea, Judea, remember? Leaves the 99 sheep out there for a lion to get them? A bad shepherd. Fired. Because there is no way when he leaves that 99 out in the wilderness to go get the one that when he comes back, the other 99 are going to be healthy and present and there and safe. It's not going to happen. So Jesus says, which one of you wouldn't do that? And the answer is, not a single one of us. And then he tells another story about a woman who loses a coin. And so maybe you lose $10 and, and she tosses her house upside down to find $10. Maybe you might do that. $10 can, you know, get a few things still. Not much, but a few things. $10 is $10. But then she throws a party and invites all her friends. Which one of you, says Jesus, wouldn't, on finding that $10, throw a $200 party for all your friends? I hope you don't do that because you're going to go broke soon. None of us would. And that, friends, is the point. That is precisely the point. None of us would do what Jesus describes. None of us would risk so much to find what is lost in the way that Jesus describes. Not a one. But the gospel is that God does. The gospel is that God does. The gospel is that God will go to any length to find you when you are lost. The gospel is that God will go anywhere and risk everything, even his own son, to come and find you when you are lost. That God will never abandon you no matter how dark this life gets, no matter how much the lostness is pulling you down, no matter how much happens, how dark the road gets. God will come and find you and walk beside you and be your God and risk everything for you. Friends, we are God's beloved children washed here in in the waters of baptism, named and claimed as God's own dear beloved children, and God will go to any length. So whether you're there today, lost, 
whether you've been there in the past, lost, whether you find yourself there tomorrow or the next day or next week, know this promise, hold on to this promise, no matter what happens, God will come and find you. God will come to where you are at and walk beside you. God is the finder and the lover of lost people. And thanks be to God because that is us. Amen.